video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch when you want to watch it. Hi, this is Justin the Clue, and I'm here today with Mark Hansen. And you're listening to the Bay Street Video Podcast, the podcast where we go through the new releases that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Yes, films are still released on DVD live from Bay Street Video, which if people don't know what that is, could you explain it, Mark? Yeah, Bay Street Video is one of the last full-service DVD and Blu-ray rental and sales stores in the city. There's not many of us left, but we still are going strong with both a whole, like a huge rental catalog and uh, we bring in basically everything that comes out for sale, whether it's on DVD or Blu-ray. In Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, when I moved here like 10 years ago, there was like 30 DVD yeah. and Blu-ray stores. And at this point, there's what, like two or three yeah, maybe? there's not a ton. Um, there's, yeah, a few, like there's Eyesore and Video Flicks, which mm. I can still think of, uh, which are still going strong as far as I can tell. But every year we see another one or two <laughs> bite the dust, yeah. like Queen Video did yeah. sadly this year, which we were really bummed about. Oh, but so you guys are sad? You guys are, are like, sad. yes, yeah, we're because- on the top of the pile. <laughs> I know. That's what people always think. Yeah. We do get a lot of customers from those places, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just kind of bad for the industry. Yeah, it There's is. There's like no stores around anymore because then people just think DVDs and Blu-rays don't exist. Or if they do, you can only get them through Amazon or something. But at this time, DVDs and Blu-rays are probably like not more popular, but there's more being put out than at any other time. That's the thing. I, I'm As the buyer here, the order sheets I get every week are stocked with new titles of both cult movies, classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. movies, new stuff, like everything's coming out. I mean, there's still the stuff like Netflix programming, they don't release it, or there's certain things that, you know, don't make it out. But every week we're stocked with brand new releases. So it's nice to be able to get the word out yeah. what these are. And like looking at the list, we were able to put together tons of movies, yeah. some that I've heard about, some that I haven't heard about. So we're going to go through them and just talk about the ones that we would recommend, what special features there are. And hopefully people are listening with like a pad and paper in hand, writing down like, ooh, that's a great idea. And most of these you rent as well. We do. Yeah. We try and rent as much as possible because we do have a large rental base. I mean, we do definitely do more sales. But we want to keep a library of titles Mm -hmm. because that's what keeps us around when people are searching for a certain movie and they can't find it on Netflix or anything. They will come to us. And you guys have pretty good deals when it comes to rentals, right? What is the free rental policy that you're having? Yeah, we for the last five years, we've had a films for free program, which Mm -hmm. uh, so every two months or so we switch. We put a new list together of about 100 to 150 movies of our back catalog that are free rentals. You can take two at a time. There's no cost. There's no other stipulation. You just have to have an account with us. And that's it. So right now the theme is uh, because we have some new employees that started a few months back. We're doing a staff recommendations thing to kind of introduce their tastes Mm -hmm. and everything. So, yeah. And do people feel like have guilty faces when they come up to the cash register and they have like two free rentals? No. (laughs) They have like a giant (laughs) grin. Like like they're getting one over on you. Yeah. You know what? It's great. There are a few people who will remain unnamed, obviously, that, you know, just rent the free movies. Really? Never like haven't spent a dime on anything because when I've ever rented some free movies from you I've always felt very guilty I know. and like have probably rented something else and then you get me because then I get well that's how fees. we get people because most people to do it will take at least one that they pay for yeah. there's only like three or four people I can think of that <laughs> exclusively just take the free ones and nothing else so we'll jump right into uh, blu-rays that were released this week and there's two big ones right off the top which is that um, Kino Lorber has yeah. put out blackmail and murder the silent Hitchcock films I I know it's wild. Yeah, Kino is uh, Kino's really making a play for the Criterion sort of mm-hmm. base right here with the stuff they're acquiring. But these two, yeah, I didn't have much familiarity with before they came out. But they're just a lot of Hitchcock's early silent stuff has only ever been available on like public domain type discs. There's been remasters going around for like ever. It feels like in theaters where they're like we're playing yep. Hitchcock silent films, but actual like proper releases yeah. just haven't happened. So it's nice to see Kino step up. I mean, I love Hitchcock's. Uh, uh, silent and early British films because they're 90 minutes, if not less. They're just tight. They have everything you love about Hitchcock, but they don't have that very um, baggy kind of two-hour, exactly, two-hour yeah. and a half. I mean, the titles alone are just like blackmail and murder. <laughs> it was they're an exclamation like, so, yeah, They're yeah. so on the nose. And so. like any of the big Kino classics, they actually have like a bunch of special features, like a commentary. Like you said, they get in the Criterion yep, game. Absolutely. And the one thing that's weird about Criterion is they stopped doing new audio commentaries. Have you noticed that did on their packaging? Really? Yeah. Wow, I actually did not 
Even for their new stuff. Even for their new stuff. I feel like it's a corporate mandate or something like that. I've noticed they've been carrying over some of the stuff Mm -hmm. or, you know, stuff like bigger stuff like the Princess Bride that came out or whatever. They'll carry over a commentary, but like recording new ones is something they don't usually do. I think the last one I saw was the Magnificent Ambersons. They did like a big DVD. Yeah, and that we sold. Yeah, that one has two um, new commentaries on it. But other than that, it always makes me sad because they're like doing that Godzilla box set, which I'm going to buy. Which we're going to have tons of, by the way. (laughs) Really? If you guys want to put pre-orders in, right? Now. <laughs> and um, there's no new commentary tracks on it. And I was like, come Such on, you got you yeah. got to get people to do um, Godzilla info tracks. And there's already er, yeah. and there's already like a bunch recorded, too. Of course. Right. But I think that may be a Toho issue. They're very like picky about they the special are, features. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another classic film release is Moonfleet, uh, the 1955 mm. film directed by Fritz Lang, which I've actually never seen. Yeah, me neither. Um, it's kind of been one that's flown under the radar a mm-hmm. lot. Even on DVD, it was only available available through Warner Archive and the Blu-ray is being put out by Warner Archive right now as well. But it seems like a really fun kind of adventure type movie that people don't always associate with him. Like when I, I, I like Lang a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I pretty much know just his like silent and his like noir stuff. Yeah, that's kind of like but, a throwback to the stuff that he did early in his career when he was yeah, making movies like The Spiders. Exactly. And he also made some adventure films in Germany, like right at the end of his career, he did like a two-parter. I don't remember right. the full titles, like the Tiger yeah, or something. Yeah, the Tiger of Eshnapur, I and think, and the Indian Tomb. What's interesting about Moonfleet yeah. is that it kind of advertises itself as an adventure, but it's also kind of dour from what I've read. Okay. And it's also shot in widescreen, which yes. if you know Fritz Lang, he said that widescreen is only good for snakes I and know. funerals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but now, thanks to Warner Archive, we can experience it in that glorious cinemascope sort of. Uh, Warner Archive yeah. is also not usually available in Canada, right? Yeah, so that's when we have to import from the U.S. There's no Canadian suppliers that we have for it. And, a lot, and their stuff is all made on demand, which mm-hmm. means they don't really put it in store. I mean, not that there's many stores anyway, yeah. but that you wouldn't really find them in stores because they just make copies yeah. when you order them, I don't even basically. think that so. like Amazon.ca carries Warner Archive so. stuff, right? Yeah. So, Basic Video. I've seen, yeah. The At only place right in Canada, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we sell tons of those, mm-hmm. too. So, they, I mean, they also have uh, Wagon Master out this week, too. Yeah. John th- Ford. They put out uh, Dark Side of the Sun a few weeks ago, which yes. is a great movie. It has the greatest poster of all time. If you haven't seen it, oh, yeah. it's a guy <laughs> with a chainsaw fighting somebody else. It was explosion in the background. Usually they don't do special features, but on that one they did a commentary. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, do more of that. They've been upping their game a bit Mm -hmm. when they can. There's been a few that have come out lately that have had a little more, but yeah, for the most part, they were kind of bare bones affair. Speaking of bare bones affair, (laughs) our favorite company, Mill Creek. Mill Creek, yeah, (laughs) which which I love. You know, God bless them for releasing (laughs) so many, uh, such a variety of different things. Seemingly own every movie ever made, it seems. yeah. Um, uh, Mill Creek puts out like box sets of like 30 kung fu films exactly. and you're like most of these are public domain I think and yep. then there's other box sets will it be like the William Castle Westerns yep. and that makes me think that like maybe a film fan is suddenly on staff and I he's like directing so. them yeah. in different places they did like a spaghetti western um, double pack that are Quentin yeah. Tarantino two of his favorites that's yeah. why they were put together on Blu-ray um, yeah, and they, they have a lot of TV box sets too right now yeah. which we do the TV box of. sets uh, sell a lot the Mill we Creek do. one we sell them in a, a lot lot of them. I just wish they would do better packaging. Really? They put them in these really flimsy cardboard boxes where the discs are all just like piled like one on top of another. It's, oh, yeah, that's and, right. And they come crushed a lot. And like, we still sell a ton, mm-hmm. but we get complaints all the time about the packaging. And can I get a discount on this because the packaging's crappy? Because like, I think I got their original Ultraman uh, box yes. set that they put out, which <laughs> all the discs were stacked together. Of, yeah. And I believe they're re-releasing Ultraman they again yep. in a very uh, oh, yeah. cheaper um, way. Yeah, we'll But, that. you know, I um, buried the lead here because the film I was talking about was The Ugly American. That's what's uh-huh. being released this week. A film that I had never heard about until I saw it on this list. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's one of Marlon Brando's 60s era, mm-hmm. lesser appreciated. The movies. Marlon Brando era that people don't really <laughs> yeah, talk about. Exactly. It's like 50s and 70s. Yeah. And you can see he's getting a little older and fatter and <laughs> yeah. like more in it. Um, uh, I have is- seen it. It's... 
It's okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's not. It's worth a look, you know. Um, I mean, it's interesting as like a historical. I don't yeah. want to say artifact because it is a film about the beginning of the Vietnam War and yeah. how it could have led to that without saying Vietnam. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed because it is directed by George England, who's most famous for directing the weirdo western Zachariah. Right. Which right. Uh, I believe Kino recently put Kino out on Blue. Kino put out too. Yeah. And so, like, it's as long as you go in knowing that it's like not a satire, which yeah. I expected. It's just kind of like a straight. Pretty straight faced. Yeah. Uh, America is wrong. Almost prestige picture. Exactly. Like yeah. going for the Oscars. Kind it's of one stuff. of those that's not the most memorable. Memorable, but because of Brando, it's I'd say it's maybe worth checking out. For and that. like a lot of Mill Creek um, releases, it's very it's cheap. Very cheap. Yeah, and it's you know yeah. So we get them. At I mean, pretty, pretty fair domestic. Speaking place. of Mill Creek, we could just jump into some other releases yeah, they did this week because they're also putting out White Line Fever, the mm-hmm. 1975 Johnson Kaplan film, yep. and that's a really fun one. Yeah, totally. And we got a huge run on that recently-ish when Jan Michael Vincent passed away. Really? Yeah, and a lot of people were coming in specifically for White Line Fever. So <laughs> I don't know maybe if that spurred on the Blu-ray run. Uh, White Line Fever being a uh, Jean Michael Vincent film where he plays a trucker who recently gets back from the war and finds that things aren't the same. It's like corrupt and they want him to do different stuff. And he's like, no! And he basically unionizes um, his friends and co-workers and it leads to kind of like a walking tall scenario yeah, where they're exactly. fighting against like corruption <laughs> in the trucking industry. Yeah. And because it is a Corman joint from a director who is super underrated. Like when people yep. talk about the Corman school, they talk about like Joe Dante, Alan Arkish, the director of Rock and Roll High School, mm-hmm. Jonathan Demi. They mm-hmm. rarely talk about Jonathan Kaplan. They really don't, but he's had like such a varied and long career. I always confuse uh, White Line Fever with Truck Turner. Only I know. <laughs> truck is in the title. Yeah, exactly. And that one is really fun too. Like yeah. as black exploitation films go. Oh, yeah. The Isaac Hayes starring one, yep, which is filled with crazy gags. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, like a lot of uh, Mill Creek ones, this is actually not a special edition or anything like that, just a bare bones. Not like, really, yeah. I mean, what they're doing now with, with a lot of their Blu-rays of more culty 70s, mm-hmm. 80s movies, another of which we'll get to, I guess, in a second, yeah. um, they're putting these VHS retro covers together. That's right. Blu-ray, which is cooler than it sounds but or people not, love not it as cool though as that. people love it but it's literally just a slip cover that makes it look sort of like a VHS thing and it's on and, their old releases as on, well yeah. so it's so, like so, ooh double team exactly, and it's like the same right? double team yeah. uh, Blu-ray yeah. that it always was exactly so with something like White Line Fever it's never been on Blu-ray before mm-hmm. so at least it's the new release but we got like they did it with Crawl a few months back and it was literally the same Crawl we've always had with a new slip cover but it sold but it? we sold a ton of them <laughs> Uh, I mean, they did Last Action Hero, yep, which same for, thing for that. a while was tough to get in widescreen. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that the widescreen version is actually more available. Full screen Blu-rays, oh why? God, I know. <laughs> well, I had the full screen DVD of, yeah. for like half a second. My friends and I tried to watch it. Like, we turned it off after like 10 minutes because the pan and scan was so It was. It wasn't even like an open mat. It was <laughs> pan and like, scan. This isn't the movie I remember. <laughs> Uh, I love Last Action Hero me for too, the record. So good. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite. Um, yeah, like Mill Creek just this week, they're also putting out Sean Cunningham's The New Kids, which yeah. is one that never gets talked about. I actually really like it. Uh, Sean Cunningham being the director of the original Friday the 13th. Yep. And this is his movie. It's not quite a horror film. It's about um, two kids move in with family members pretty much over a summer, I think. Or maybe right. they're adopted because their father, Tom Atkins, passes okay. away, the star of Night of the Creeps. <laughs> right. And then they run into trouble with a bunch of bullies led by James Spader. Really? See, yes. I haven't seen this one yet. I gotta <laughs> yes. watch it. I've and always been curious. It has an amazing climax at like an amusement park that's okay. closed down. Let me <laughs> say <laughs> that somebody may have a head meets roller coaster okay. um, <laughs> accident. I mean, if you're going to do an amusement park uh, climax. Um, but yeah, I mean, stuff like The New Kids, I really like when Mill Creek puts that out because yeah. it's like, oh, it's not particularly available. Maybe it was out on DVD, but it people didn't DVD really from, know I think, it. It was on Anchor Bay, but like way back. Mm-hmm. Like, and only for a brief moment. So, so jumping back to classic stuff, yep. we're back in um, Kino Lorber Studio Classics. Man, they put out so many movies they a week, a ton every week. You should see the order sheets I get for them every month. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about them is the fact that they've, and it's probably easier for them. They've kind of streamlined their cover design that they, they have, all look yeah, the same. They all look the same, and we do get some complaints really? from people about that. They they think they need to do a better job. I think they do. <laughs> Why okay do they complain job. to you though? People complain to us all the time about cover. <laughs> 
like I made it in the back or something. I, I was drawing it in the back. I mean, I can I'll see, try better next time. I can see the advantage yeah. of um, when I'm looking like on the shelf, I yeah. know a Kino Lorber title instantly. Exactly. Because it has a black spine and yeah. white lettering. And we do have a lot of people that like that spine. Mm. They're very specific about spine. Kind of like Criterion yeah. does the same, but this is even more like black and I white. I think that what people like. complain about is that the um, discs themselves have no images on them. Yeah. It just says Kino Lorber and the title of the movie. Like a manufactured on demand discs. Yeah. Exactly. Which they are not, I they're don't know. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So they're releasing actually three um, French noirs that all star uh, Jean Gabin. Yeah. Port of Shadows, Razia sur la Chinouf, which is an incredibly yeah. difficult title to say, even it's in French. It's also known just as Razia, yeah. I think, on IMDb. And uh, Touche Pau Grisby. Now, yeah. I'm familiar with Port of Shadows, the Marcel Carnet film, and Touche Pau Grisby, the Jacques Becker film. Yeah. And those are like hardcore classics when you're talking about like French noir. Exactly. Right. Almost post noir. Well, they're like inspirations for Melville mm-hmm. and all this too. So, and I yeah. mean, um, like Touche Pau Grisby, Jacques Becker, he was like, um, I said that as French Canadian as I could, Jacques <laughs> I Becker. I like that. <laughs> Jacques Becker. Uh, Jacques Becker was kind of like a pre French New Wave guy. He made yeah. the film uh, Le Trou, yep. The Hole, it's called. And like, Touche Pau Grisby is like tons of fun. I mean, all these films are tons of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see them in these special editions, especially Port of Shadows as well. Yeah. So they can be like rediscovered by people and be like, oh, look at this noir wave that exactly. came out. Exactly. And the really exciting thing, actually, on this note that Kino Lorber's got right now is be, and the reason they're releasing these ones and a lot of other stuff is they just uh, acquired the Studio Canal back catalog. Oh, really? Which is what Criterion used to have mm. their hands on because they had the original DVDs of Port of Shadows and Touche Pas. That's right. Out, yeah. And lost the rights as well as a bunch of Melville films, Alphaville, um, and Kino. Over the last few months, we've had Alphaville come in, some mm. Melville stuff. They're putting out Last Year at Mary. Oh, Bad. Next, top 10 uh, next movie. Week. Top oh, 10 no. movie for me. Love Last Year. So, and all in brand new 4K restoration. In those Studio Canal titles, after Criterion lost the rights, um, they tried to do their own Blu-ray line, and they yeah. became very expensive. They, they went out did, of print and instantly. They didn't last very long, because I don't think the reviews on them were so hot. Oh, really? Some of the masters were questioned. Like, mm. another Third Man one was kind of hit Iffy, or miss. Yeah. Their Ron one was not. We we have them for rental, but yeah, they're all out of print now. Because I have their, uh, they did Godard's Contempt. They did, yeah. And that one looks pretty, I watched that mm-hmm. one. I thought that looked okay. but Oh, so that's exciting. I didn't even know that they had the Studio Canal. Type. That explains so why expect, they've been. Expect more. They're releasing a bunch of classic Alec Guinness stuff next month, <laughs> which has been out of print for years, the Studio Canal has. Speaking so. of classics, I mean, this was released by Kino Lorber, Studio <laughs> Classics. John Badham's Another Stakeout. <laughs> I mean, John Badham's a legend, right? He is like, <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but yeah. like, I went through a weird John Badham phase. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to be mean, but he's essentially the poor man's John Frankenheimer, right? That's fair. I mean, I love Saturday Night Fever. And mm-hmm. I think like, like that's one of my favorite movies of the '70s. I would say. Wait, am I, am I am I am I talking here to? Um, I think <laughs> uh, Siskel. Yeah, that was exactly. His favorite I know. Movie. I know. He bought the suit and everything. Right? Yeah. But um, yeah, with his career afterwards. It's, you know, it's varied. It's uh... Uh, He was a journeyman, and he would right. pre- essentially take any job, like Frankenheimer, yeah. like any job that was offered to him and be like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. Totally. I'm trying to think of, like, it must have been one movie that I saw that made me go, like, I want to see all of his films. <laughs> and so I watched, like, Nick of Time. Oh, yeah. I watched uh, Stakeout. Stakeout. And yeah. I watched another, another Stakeout. Stakeout. For people that don't know, this is the definition of a TBS staple. Yeah. Uh, it stars Rosie O'Donnell, Emilio Estes, as Richard Dreyfus back on the screen yeah, again. <laughs> exactly, yeah, in that prime I, early 90s, late 80s. I don't remember much time. about this movie. No, I mean, we were talking about it, but mm. I just remember them because they were on TV literally all the time when I was a kid, and I would, honestly, I think the first one and the second one are just kind of mashed yeah. into one film experience for me. You, like, point. rush home <laughs> to watch another stakeout like, every yeah, day. Yeah, is this stakeout or another stakeout? <laughs> it doesn't know. matter. It doesn't I matter. just like hanging out with yeah. these characters. And it is worth noting, too, that Kino Lorber has not put out the original stakeout they for some reason have just put out another stakeout but I think you I hypothesize think... that it's because Disney owns stakeout Disney? yeah so they also you know as, <laughs> as well as acquiring the studio canal back catalog they have also acquired the old like Hollywood pictures touchstone pictures catalog, right deep rising which is baby why you're seeing deep rising which they did a really nice special oh edition a great of. special edition deep yeah, rising but yeah they also put out a lot of really bad like late 80s early 90s <laughs> Why I thought Stakeout, the original 
think it was part of that catalog, but maybe it's just not part of the It's weird. It's like, yeah. what, or maybe the fans are just yeah, demanding another well, stakeout. Disney still owns stakeout. So yeah, maybe they're planning on rebooting it or something. <laughs> or um, bringing all three of them back. <laughs> a long cap sequel yeah. of another stakeout. Yeah, exactly. Staking out once more. Out. <laughs> uh, this Blu-ray, unfortunately, doesn't have any no, special features. Uh, a lot of the cheesier stuff like that they put out don't. It's weird because John Badham, I don't know if he's still around. He wrote a book recently about like how to be a director yeah. where he interviewed a bunch of people. Yeah, so you'd think he'd still be present or maybe they called him and he went, why would I do a commentary <laughs> on another stakeout? I know, right? <laughs> Which, you know, well, I don't want to insult classic film. <laughs> it, maybe it's like just a robot just made the Blu-ray yeah, exactly. and like the people like Kino are like, huh, Nobody what is going <laughs> Oh, maybe that's how they do it. That's why all the covers are the exactly, same. It right? just like scans the cover, <laughs> puts it on the disc, just puts it out in the know. system. Um, speaking of things that are special editions, Endless Love, directed yeah. by Franco Zeffirelli. I watched it on your recommendation. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. It's considered the nadir of uh, Zeffirelli's catalog, but I can't for the life of me understand why because I think it's <laughs> amazingly. So, <laughs> this film that stars uh, Brooke Shields, yep. uh, Jane Spader plays her brother. I don't remember who plays the main romantic love interest. A guy named Martin Hewitt, yeah. who I don't really know that well. The creepiest man on the planet? The creepiest man on the planet. So, and, and Tom Cruise in a brief, uh, very, very brief. brief where he where talks can... about burning down a house yeah. shirtless. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Endless Love is the timeless love story between a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old who will not stop having sex. They won't stop having sex in the early part of this movie. I'm like really drawn out, like yeah. softly lit. Like, and, I mean, there's a really horrifying gross. anecdote yeah. of um, like Zeffirelli like pinching yeah, Shields' toes yeah, to make her she orgasm. Was so young too. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's gross. And, and her, like mother was on set and stuff. I'm like I, don't know, uh, but... I mean, speaking of mothers, uh, there's a scene in this movie oh, where yeah. it's like the most famous scene yep. where um, Brooke Shields and her boyfriend are having sex in front of a roaring fireplace <laughs> yeah. and Brooke Shields um, in movie mother comes down sees them and then she's like oh it's so beautiful and she goes and like sits in another room to like yeah. look outside Until... a smile on her face and that was the point when I first saw this movie that I, that it had me that I was mm. like this movie is great well, this is gonna be <laughs> I mean, this is gonna be wild it's essentially known as a camp classic it is and it really goes like and that moment happens like what, half an hour in the movie. Yeah, so, very it early just goes on. Even crazier than it's just that. Just crazier. Say, from, like, right to the end, and even the end is like what? <laughs> the end ha- features a reaction shot right yeah. before someone dies. That's yeah. so funny. It's really. It's good. like yeah. someone looks in the camera and they're like, Ooh, oh, yeah. before a car smashes into them. Yeah, it, it has to be seen to be believe. So, I I couldn't recommend this movie <laughs> enough. I always tell people it's like just a perfect display of like psychotic behavior. Yeah, that I've ever seen. And like the filmmakers do not seem to understand no, how crazy this it is. It seems like he's playing it like, you know, another Shakespearean tragedy, mm-hmm. like he's making Romeo and Juliet again. Yeah, um, he thinks he's got a Romeo and Juliet like hit times. on his hands. Yeah. Oh, just the 15-year-old nature of it. Yeah, And there's, greasy. like, weird um, subtextual stuff where it's like she can't sleep. Like, it's like the love is keeping her awake. And Brooke Shields is not good in this movie. Not good, no. no. <laughs> Nobody's good, but she is very not, not good. good. And this is a special edition yes, from so Shout the, Factory. The folks at Show Factory have put it on their Shout Select line, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and yeah, they do a pretty good job with these releases. Usually it's for more... Uh well-appreciated films, yeah. but they still, you know, find some time to put out some... I mean, uh, Brooke Shields doesn't look like she's interviewed on the disc. No, but... I think it's more of a bare-bones affair than they usually do for these. Uh, I but... saw a bunch of interviews with the actors, right. and there is a commentary by Lee Gambin, who oh, is okay, a really yeah. good critic. Right. So I don't think he's going to be treating it like, this is very serious, yeah, and we have exactly. to take it seriously. I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, and he won't take it either like Showgirls commentary yeah. stuff. Remember that one, where yep. we're essentially making fun of the movie the entire time? Oh, yeah. uh, and Criterion, only as one release this week. Yep. It's a bit of a lower month for them, at Mm -hmm. least at the start. Um, It's an interesting one. The Inland Sea, a movie I haven't seen. It's a documentary directed by uh, Lucille Cara. And from the information that I could find, it's a documentary tracing Donald Ritchie's journey. Exactly, and that's that's yeah. interesting because Donald Ritchie is the guy who essentially like brought a Japanese cinema to North America. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, it's yeah, interesting I mean, that Criterion put it out. That's why people are interested in it because it's based on the book that I guess was it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. as a book at that point. So to make this film, so that's why people are aware of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's short. It's only it's like under an hour. Oh, really? It's okay. It's only fifty six minutes, wow. and it's pretty experimental from what mm-hmm. I hear, and it hasn't really got 
gotten a lot. It did come out on DVD briefly from Image, I think. Yeah. When way back when DVDs were first coming out, but briefly, mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of been yeah. lost since then. And I, I honestly never heard of it. I mean, we I'm all here, for but... Criterion doing these kind of like really yeah, under the yeah. radar films, Me giving too. them the release that they deserve. Now, if they would put them at a little bit of a lower well, price point, thing. it's a little bit. It's when you're getting a 56 minute movie. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so going back into the cult section, we have two new Shout Steel books, Forbidden World and Galaxy of Terror. Now, yeah. I'm going to admit right here, I do not like steelbooks. I find they bend very easily. They yeah. scratch very easily. You know what? I agree with you. I'm actually not a steelbook fan. But either, people but love people them. People love steelbooks. And there's yeah. only one company that makes steelbooks. So if you get a steelbook, they're all from the same place. Are they really? Yes. Yeah, I, I heard that, that on a, po- okay, a podcast cool, once. Cool. But the good thing about the Shout Steelbooks is they're actually putting back into print films that mm-hmm. are long gone from the Blu-ray exactly. uh, scene. And they're doing new restorations. They are. That's yeah. why I picked up Piranha, which I already owned on DVD, because yeah, exactly. they did a 2K restoration. I believe they also included... They already had Blu-rays of those, yeah. too, and it's just like a new... Restoration. Yeah. And they also did a commentary with Roger Corman, which yep. may have been on the previous release, but I don't yeah, think so. I don't... It may have had the new thing. They have one or two like, Yeah, like new, new things, things. So I'm like, yeah. you son of I a know. gun. But they get people. We sell tons yeah. of them. And they've been doing them with the Roger Corman stuff lately. Yeah, so. I mean, like, when it's unavailable, and actually, the steelbooks are cheaper than they were when they came out because yep. I believe they're around like I, this store sells them for like twenty two ninety five. Yeah, yeah, but when they first came out, we had to import them. Actually, mm-hmm. and they were like closer to forty. Yeah, they, they were, were very expensive. They were the Carpenter ones, so they yeah. still sold because they mm-hmm. were Carpenter and they were like really classic. But they were really pricey. Thankfully, they brought those down. And this week, they're putting out Galaxy of Terror and Forbidden World. Galaxy of Terror is infamous for a scene involving a maggot that I will not get a yeah, giant yeah. maggot that I will not get into, <laughs> and it's also kind of famous for uh, being a film that James Cameron did like the set design and the special yep. effects on. Uh, it's a real crazy horror film, a take on Alien if you took like a lot of LSD essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Forbidden World is another, another take, on, take Alien, on Alien, yeah. a much more literal one, yeah. which uh, I actually really like. I think Forbidden, I like World, Forbidden World is a lot yeah, of fun. I think it's, yeah, I got a soft spot for it. It has an amazing poster that that monster doesn't really appear no, in the movie. <laughs> not the way it looks on that poster. <laughs> it just looks like Alien. You know, I like the homegrown nature of that and the set and everything. Like, it's really just a bunch of people that constructed this set. Yeah, because like we're, we're, we're both thinking about the same thing, <laughs> exactly. thing is that they created walls they created by walls. using um, foam exactly. uh, McDonald's yeah. <laughs> things. It's almost like it's all in one or two rooms. I believe that was a James dressed. Cameron touch, that, like, foam so, kind of right? wall. Yeah. That I look at it, and it looks pretty good, but then when I think about how they constructed it, if they just kind of, like, move into each side, right like, on, right? it's going to crush everything. Mm-hmm. And Forbidden World is actually... I remember when I got it on DVD, they released like a two-disc special edition, yep. that it's a great film that it's a director who didn't really do much, but he worked a lot as an editor. Yeah. So the perspective he brings in the special features and the commentary is really interesting, where yeah. he talks about this stuff in his career. I love Blu-ray releases. It's going to come up probably every week, mm-hmm. where it um, kind of encapsulates... Um, an artist's whole career into totally, one disc yeah. because like this is pretty much the only major thing that they did. Yeah. That happens a lot with Vinegar Syndrome releases. Exactly, yeah. So I would definitely recommend Forbidden World and uh, Galaxy of Terror yeah. if you haven't yeah, checked it out. Yeah, they're both a lot of fun. And we have the Blu-ray steelbook of Humanoids from the Deep from a few weeks ago. Oh, too, yeah, Humanoids from the Deep. Which is another, you know, uh, Barbara Peters. classic. That's it's... one that's like weird because Humanoids of the Deep is like extra violent. Yeah. And they We're went pretty, in and added yeah, stuff. Like, yeah. like there's a, there's a birth scene at too. the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a mentioned Forbidden World has an amazing soundtrack all electronic um that was composed by the director's wife that if you haven't heard it go online and check yeah, that theme song yeah. I remember when I watched the DVD I listened to that theme song over and over again it has a great kind of break totally. in the middle of the song uh, Shout Factory is putting out a movie that it's long time coming uh, to Blu-ray Vice Squad from yeah. 1982 we've been selling a ton of those so far really I yep. mean I, I bought one I so. did yeah uh, Vice Squad directed by Gary Sherman who did Deathline uh, yep. he did Dead and Buried and he also did Poltergeist 3 yes. underrated Poltergeist, Poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. The uh, apartment horror yeah, classic. Yeah. Which uh, he did a um, thing at the Royal Cinema in Toronto. Yeah. Did we, were you there when I he did wasn't. it? I wasn't. We were actually going to, we did so, we used to set up some tables actually yeah. at the Royal and we were going to do it for that, but it just didn't work out. And uh, for Poltergeist 3, he actually went through it and he would stop like a live commentary because yeah, so that cool. film is filled with physical gags. Mm-hmm. And that was the only reason he said he made Poltergeist 3 is that 
he wanted to do things in camera with mirrors and just crazy stuff. So if you watch that film with that idea in mind, it's kind of crazy of how yeah. what he was able to pull off. And uh, I mean, Shout Factory put out a special edition of Poltergeist 3 as well. Three, yeah. uh, but back to Vice Squad, this is like the sleazy, I believe it takes place over one long night um, film about kind of like prostitutes and the cops that are on their trail. And most importantly, Mr. Wings Hauser. Of course, the <laughs> legendary. Are you, a, are, you, are you a Hauser head, uh, Mark? I don't know if I'd call myself a Hauser head just because <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't claim to know. As Have you ever seen, um, people, uh, seen, you know, Get I even? enjoy him when I haven't seen Get Even. Or uh, Get Even as it's um, Get- called because it's one word it's on the DVD word, title. Yeah. I have not seen that one. No. Wings Hauser had an interesting career because he was a soap star for a mm. long time and Vice Squad was actually like his first like bad guy role yeah. and Gary Sherman, the director, actually had to force Hauser into the position because the studio was like, no, he's a nice guy. Like, he doesn't have that like bad attitude yeah. and Gary Sherman was like, oh no, I go drinking with Wings. We're very good <laughs> friends. He can do the bad stuff nice. and he does in this picture and um, Shell Factory went all out on a special edition. They did. They yeah. even like imported the old Anchor Bay material but still recorded new commentaries with the director and the producer yep. so if you have any interest in Vice Squad I would recommend picking it up because it's like their collector's edition that's the thing those are the releases that they really really do well mm-hmm. for us too when they load them like that and they put slip covers on them people love those slip covers oh man I, I mean like steel books I do no, not understand slip covers either, people love their slip covers uh, people I mean, love you know, I mean I talked to Vinegar Syndrome and like oh when they discovered God, slip yeah. covers people like went nuts yeah. to the point that like on the internet do not go on blu-ray forums when they're talking about like slip covers because it's scary oh, yeah. <laughs> like like i remember some uh, i won't name but online distributors were like guys you gotta stop like yeah. we're sorry like uh, the slip covers like chipped in the corner oh, i know like, i know they're so tough to put in well, and out the of the blu ray we get them shipped and bought and sometimes the boxes get like i guess damaged a mm. bit, and we'll have a few we pull them out and the slip covers are like kind of ripped or whatever yeah like, just put them at a discount put them in now? a bin and then like people like me will yeah. walk around exactly i used to actually throw them out well i know that's until- <laughs> Until somebody was like, oh, on uh, Shout Factory releases, flip them around, yeah. and you'll have the... Uh, and I was like, okay. But then I still like damage it I trying know, to put right? it in. And it also damages the Blu-ray sometimes because it it'll get caught in the cover <laughs> yep. and just rip it. So, <laughs> Actually, uh, Vinegar Syndrome did slip covers recently that looked like VHS boxes, which yeah, I've never seen we, before. We got those, yeah. It was mm-hmm. their new uh, VSA line, the yeah. Vinegar Syndrome archive. And they're only putting it in a few stores. Yeah, and, and we directly got from to get them. those, yeah. Uh, it was for, I mean, two really low. I mean, uh, Savage I, Harbor. Yeah, Savage Harbor, Frank which Stallone I would recommend classic, yeah. a Frank Stallone starring <laughs> film. Know. But they still went out of their way, and they got an interview on Savage Harbor with oh, Frank okay. Stallone. Yeah, they they loaded those up. <laughs> yeah. They're actually really nice releases. It's just no, but people would come in and look at them like, oh, cool, what is this? And then they'd look at it. And they're like, like I've, what is this? never heard of this. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of them were like only released on VHS and like yeah. um, like really far off oh, countries man, yeah. and never got North American releases. And they had like multiple titles mm-hmm. too and everything. So, so um, speaking of films nobody's heard of, yeah. um, <laughs> The Hidden from SRS Entertainment, a DVD only release. Um, and yeah. you may be like, oh, I love Jack Shoulder. Did Warner Archives just put The Hidden out on Blu-ray, the comic Lachlan starring film? No, this is a completely different The Hidden, which I believe... 1993? Yeah, I don't think it ever got a proper release. It was like a shot on a high eight by a bunch of high school uh, kids. Yeah. It looks like a monster movie. It's $12.95, a Bay Street video, so if you are a um, VHS uh, connoisseur as far as like those kind of movies around that era, why not pick it up? Just give it a chance. Kind of like, you know, SRS is really good with putting that stuff out. Mm. Kind of like Intervision. It's yes. got a bit of a similar vibe. I believe that. SRS may be run by Ron Bonk, the director oh, of a bunch of uh, those okay. movies from that era. Yeah. Um, they put out like Vampire Cop, mm-hmm. which I always get Ron Bonk and Donald Farmer confused. They're like two VHS auteurs. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, wait, did which one directed that? But I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. Like yeah. if they're putting it out, I wish it was like a commentary or a special feature oh, or something know, like that, right? and there isn't. And have, I mean, they worked with uh, Tim Ritter, I think, yes. in the past to put out. Truth Tim Ritter, who directed there. The Truth or Dare uh, movies. There's like seven. I know. (laughs) They put out a bunch of those. And I think they they were the ones that put it on Blu-ray recently, Killing Spree. Yes. Oh, in like a Blu-ray special. In a Blu-ray special, which is not, they don't do a lot of Blu-rays. So that was like one of their first, I think. I actually really like uh, Killing Spree, the Tim Ritter film. So uh, that's one of like the top, I believe they put it on Blu-ray because that film was actually shot on uh, film. Mm. So they probably were able to do like a scan. And then like, I think they did a director's cut on it too. Yeah. And that that has like a 90 minute documentary on the Killing Spree Blu-ray. Well for us, which is nice to see. I didn't know there were a lot of Tim Ritter fans still out there. <laughs> well, me, be. I there bought a copy. Be. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then we're moving 
to a whole different section, new films. Yes. When you sent me this list and I looked at it, I'm like, I don't know any of these films. Well, to preface, I mean, this week is Avengers Endgame week, so we've got yeah. a lot of Avengers here and mm-hmm. all that. But uh, we bring in a lot of cool indie stuff mm-hmm. because it still comes out on DVD, and I like to highlight that. So these are essentially festival movies. Pretty much, yeah. Films that play in festivals yep. and then usually a year later appear on VOD. Yeah. Or sometimes right away. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll like be in festivals, and then a month later we'll see a DVD listing, you know? It's, yeah. You never know. And I always wonder, it must be like a contractual thing, right, the DVD? Because mm-hmm. often they're like, no special features. I don't believe any of the ones we're going to mention today have any special features. I don't think it was so. Most of the time they don't have Blu-rays either. It must be like libraries. Yeah. And some of them are MODs now yeah. too. Like that used to be just like a Warner archive mm-hmm. or like fought, like the studio archives things. But a lot of companies are doing that. Like even a like a bigger movie like Her Smell. Yes, know, was Ross an MOD. Perry movie was an MOD. For people that don't know what MODs are, uh, manufacture on demand, that means that they're not pressed. So essentially when you pick up a Blu-ray or DVD and if they have a silver bottom, mm-hmm. that means that they created like a press for them. Yeah. And manufactured on demand discs usually have purple bottoms. Yeah. And that means they're done in burners and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. at this point, they're essentially the same yeah, quality. Yeah, that's the thing. People will still have some... There's We have customers that still don't like really? the idea of buying MODs because they're like DVDRs or even BDRs. Yeah, which, BDRs. Which are even... The, I, I don't understand it's the same that thing. that looks like the same. Yeah. But in all my experience, it's been the same It's the quality. same. Like, yeah. there's nothing different. I think it's mostly, like, it feels lower class for people. Like it's cheaper But there's no difference. Or... And, I mean, the issue is that a lot of these releases, it's just not financially feasible exactly. to press. Because I think you have to do more than, like, two or 3,000. Well, that's to... the thing. If they didn't do this, they probably mm-hmm. just wouldn't come out. Yeah. Because, right? yeah. like, a lot of the, all the Warner Archives releases are manufactured on demand yeah. now. They're not press discs. Yeah. So I'd prefer that. And considering that I release my films on Blu-ray exactly. as VDRs. <laughs> well, it's cheaper for filmmakers, right? It is. You get a lot of self-distributed stuff too and it's just cheaper mm-hmm. right? and I I'm, I'd rather see it out. Like yeah, that me too. Especially not. on DVD or something like that. Exactly. So uh, this week we have Braid, a film from Blue Fox Entertainment. It's an American picture uh, from the synopsis that I wrote in the trailer that I watched. It looks like a film about like two women that are trying to trick another woman into yeah, giving them something. Yeah, it's like a weird horror mm-hmm. comedy type thing. Yeah, uh, with art house kind of with sensibilities. With flourishes. Uh, I actually haven't seen it yet, but I've heard a lot of good things on the festival circuit. And if mm. you like kind of just more different kind of like artier horror yeah. genre stuff, I'd say it's up your alley. Have you seen Hard Paint, the Brazilian film? I have not yet either, but I really want to. It's a really cool looking Brazilian yeah. film. Yeah. From Wolf Video. From Wolf, which does a lot of great stuff for uh, for queer cinema. And, and this one is like very well reviewed. Yes. I looked it up and it's like five stars, four stars. So oh, yeah. it's a bummer that like I haven't heard about it and mm-hmm. it's being like dumped right to DVD. And that's the thing. Yeah. the fr- I sometimes, the first time I hear about some mm. of these films are when they get dumped to DVD. But like if you're in Toronto, a lot of these films are available to rent. Yep. So, Absolutely. Like, so that's the thing. For these, we definitely make them available for rent because we're, we're aware not. <laughs> They're also very expensive. Like 25, 30 bucks for a <laughs> yeah. movie they've never heard of on DVD. Mm-hmm. But we want to have a collection of stuff yeah. too that is better than just browsing Netflix and seeing what's new there. Because this kind of stuff disappears. Exactly. And like sometimes it'll even disappear from online platforms mm-hmm. and then you're screwed. You just you can't know. get yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Uh, Tiger Milk from Germany is also being put out. It's a, a coming of age story yeah. about two women as well. Yeah. That's on Blu ray though. It is too. From another cool newer company called Altered Innocence, which mm. has been putting out a lot of really cool queer cinema titles. Um, they actually put out Sleeping Giant. The oh, Canadian Sleeping film. Giant's great. Yeah, and they put out uh, they put out a lot of stuff. Also, recently they put out Knife Plus Heart. Knife yes, and Heart, which uh, is, Knife and Heart, the like the, uh, French Giallo new film. Yeah, which has been doing well. So they're they're putting a lot of effort into their releases. They do mm. DVDs and Blu-rays, and they put a lot of features on them. Um, another film that's being released is The Other Side of Everything, a documentary uh, from uh, Serbia. Yeah, which it actually looks. really really interesting. It seems to be like a discussion between two older people about um, kind of the history of how they got there politically. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. I don't know if you have any. Not yet. I know it was a TIFF last year and I heard mm-hmm. some really good things. And um, yeah, we just, it's for documentary. We want to keep a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Too. There's a lot of cool documentaries. And a out. lot of stuff that falls through the cracks. Yeah. A lot I of mean, stuff that comes out at Hot Docs or even mm-hmm. TIFF that you kind of just forget about after, but it does come out. I mean, I saw this director's um, previous film, which Unfortunately, Base Review Video does not have um, (laughs) Cinema Communisto, which is great, which is actually a history of Yugoslavian cinema from the kind of socialist uprising Mm -hmm. to the collapse of it and like the propaganda films that they made with like not 
a focus on the kind of art films, but just like the populist genre entertainment. So yeah. that documentary is great. And if it's on DVD, you should come in a Bay Street video and request yeah. it. But if you guys <laughs> do take do. requests, We right? do take requests. We have a request binder for stuff for rental. So mm. we always do special orders in terms of sale stuff. So if we can get it that way. But uh, if you want to rent something and we don't have it, we have a special request book. So. Um, speaking of stuff that you have to get in, man, I guess this is going to be um, the line I go to speaking of. Yeah, speaking know, right? of when I jump to every movie <laughs> as my transitional point. Um, a Steven Seagal film. Of course. <laughs> General it's a, it's Commander. A big week for Steven Seagal. And he's, I mean, every few months there's a big week for Did you hear Seagal. that he's coming to Fan Expo in Toronto no. to do a Q&A? That's... That's crazy to me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm oh, sure yes. he'll probably be signing autographs at $150. Well, a pop. if you want to come pick up your copy of General <laughs> Commander, which is his new film, and get it signed, we we have copies. They're trying so um, not much yeah. on these releases because, like, it's just a generic yeah. stock photo of Seagal in like glasses and a big coat yeah. with his very bright black goatee. <laughs> and you can, it's like, remember when Jackie Chan, Amir Max was putting out a bunch of movies oh, yeah. in the 2000s. It was all like the photo of him in a black top oh, yeah. and it's like a snake in the eagle shadow. You exactly. know, like, I don't think Jackie Chan wore this Yeah, this. I know. And I'm pretty sure I've seen Steven Seagal's like the same face <laughs> shot on a yeah. few different releases I just mean, in different outfits. If you <laughs> like Steven Seagal as a presence, yeah. you should buy this movie. Which... I would think so. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm not personal. I'm a bit more of like a Van Damme guy. Oh, I love Van Damme. I, yeah, and you know what? The company that put out General Commander, you know, VVS, I think, mm. Canada, they put out a lot of Van Damme. Van Damme's the same thing. He'll have a bunch of these straight to the The last Van Damme film, The Bouncer, is excellent. Which I hear that. Yes. It's more of a drama than an action film, so it's kind of like in the uh, JCVD mold. For sure. And we Uh, have that too. Yeah. yeah. And so I would recommend people probably slept on The Bouncer, Mm -hmm. and it's actually really good, as long as you're not expecting an action film. Well, it came out the same time as another new one called like We Die Young, which I heard was not good A straight drama (laughs) from Van Damme, (laughs) where he's like helping like orphan kids in a war (laughs) zone, which... So, uh, yeah, my trying different things. My Seagal uh, love or like runs more toward the weird, and he doesn't make those it movies anymore. anymore. It's a lot of generic yeah. like war or mm. actiony types. Just, stuff. Sitting, in just sitting in a chair, doesn't want to get up. All his action scenes are the back of a head at the stunt double, exactly, someone waving yeah. their hands in the air. Like, I mean, have you seen the clips online on YouTube of Seagal like refuses to dub his voice? Yeah, so like, yeah. once he shoots the film, he leaves. Yeah. So it's like it's essentially me being like, hey, get out of there. Like, it's really yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, General Commander, our highest recommendation, I sure, guess. yeah, of course. <laughs> Want some good action? You know, forget Avengers this week. <laughs> it's General Commander. Two Command. random words yeah, exactly. put together. It also has the uh, honor of having two directors, one of them yeah. being the producer, which is always a good <laughs> always sign. Always a good sign, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that was a hard um, set. Uh, on the art house circuit, though, we have Meeting Gorbachev, a yep. Werner Herzog documentary. Yes, which he co-directed with Andre Singer, I believe. Mm. And yeah, I was making the festival rounds and everything, played at the Tiff Bell light box for a while. And yeah, it's just basically his interview with Mikhail Gorbachev and what he's up to. <laughs> what he's up to? What he's doing? What he's I doing? like What's to go on, on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even on the back, there's like, it kind of like sums up what he's been doing. And then there's just like a cute quote that says, like, all of this in six years. <laughs> like, it's almost like you know, getting well, into CrossFit. Well, my neighbor, but, yeah. but um, I, I'm a big Herzog fan, and I haven't seen this one yet, but I definitely a lot of Herzog soon, so. f- stuff has been kind of falling under the yeah. radar well, over also, the years. I've been making a few things for Netflix, and mm-hmm. kind of just been going straight to that platform. He has that but. Japanese film that hasn't been released yet. Are yes, you excited for that? I have you seen very, it? I have not seen it. No. That he shot on. I think he shot on digital video himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to check yeah, it out. No, I'm definitely down for anything he puts out. It just, he does um, so much still. It's hard to keep track of. A movie that's being put out that I thought had already been released is Zhang Yimou's Shadow. No, um, yeah, it just came out this week. Took a little while. Yeah, it's um, weird. Uh, I saw it at TIFF. I actually really liked it. Yeah, it's, I hear nothing but rage about it. It's probably um, one of the most satisfying uh, Zhang Yimou films in a long time as far as like his wuxia period, his like flying swordsman stuff. Because mm-hmm. he did Hero, I like that. But then he started to kind of get away with it with like... Um, uh, House of Flying Daggers, yep. and he was trying to push it more into the art house territory. In in Shadow, he gets like a mix of both. The art design makes it look all in black and white, uh, but by the halfway point, he just commits to being an action film. Okay. So he just goes all out and like just really crazy gags and melodrama that yeah. like really works. And oh, considering yeah. how the uh, Chinese film industry is going right now, this may be the last Zhang exactly, Yimou film you may right? see for a while. So because uh, a swan song here. Uh, Ch- uh, China, if people don't know, just look it up on the internet. They're actually banning 
all the films that yeah. are supposed to be released, which yeah, is a real a sad, bummer. Real sad state of affairs over there. Um, and, and we're back on the cult train because there's two releases here that are being put out. Uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, another one that I thought had already been released. I guess not. Maybe. I think it might have been released in the U.S. For some reason, our suppliers for it didn't have it okay. until now, so maybe it did come out a little before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think when I was looking it up, I saw a, perf- a DVD release maybe a few months ago yeah. or half a year ago, but we're just getting it for the first time now. From the company Scream Team Releasing, yeah. <laughs> which seems like they were created just for this. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen Dubro Party Massacre 3 because it plays into that like meta kind of like... It's like uh, a trauma type yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's like, we're the 80s, where it's like, you're not yeah. the 80s, you're I've too... I've been a little wary about mm-hmm. it, but, but I do like, you know, Pat Oswalt's in- involved. Yeah, in I, I have heard people have seen it and they say it's fun. Yeah. It's like a, a little much, but that like the gimmick is that it's all guys being killed. I like that. Yeah, Because exactly. that's like a fun way to approach it. And that it's supposedly very gory. Yeah. And the only thing that makes me kind of pause is like, is it CGI gore? Because that's, that's never I fun. No, I know. <laughs> I keep staring at it like, do I want to put this on tonight? You know what? We're going to have to rent <laughs> it. We'll have, have to watch to it and it. come yeah. back to it. And one that's made a weird impact on the internet. Really like me up lately. Like yeah. almost Sharknado style is the Velocipaster. Yes. That's Velociraptor and Pastor put together. I believe he's an exorcist. Yes. That's the gimmick. <laughs> he's not just a priest that happens yeah. to be a Velociraptor. Yeah. That would be very funny. Be if it was like gout. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is being put out by Wild Eye Releasing, yeah. um, a company that puts out a lot of these a types of films. A lot of these types. And we don't often get their stuff because we don't often get requested for it. Really? And it's a lot of really low, low budget. I mean, they, so it's like Troma. We actually don't They do offered to buy my film, Teddy Bomb. I, well, there you go. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's they did I my mean, feature. I was like, no, no, I'd rather distribute it yeah. myself. No. Just because they, they sign like a, a multi-year oh, deal where they own your they? picture. Oh, yeah. Okay. But they it's working out for Velociraptor. Uh, I can't say. Velociraptor. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's getting uh, a lot of acclaim right now. And also for that one, for some reason, it's just on DVD this week, but the Blu-ray's coming really? next month. Because usually they only do DVDs, so, so yeah, it may have been the do, reaction. I think it's because it kind of has gone viral, really, mm-hmm. and they are putting a Blu-ray next month, so if you want to wait for that. But even just for this, I think like the DVD's been selling fairly well. I, I saw some trailers for it, and it does look like it's committed to the bit, because... I, I did see it, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you watch I, the I movie? I did watch it, yeah. And what, what, it is very much like a trope okay. style. It's very self-aware, obviously. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it depends on your tolerance. Yeah. That. I like my bad more straight, with more sincerity. Yes, <laughs> a lot I understand. More earnest sincerity, and this doesn't have that at all. Okay, right from the beginning, there's like a gag about how like they there's an explosion that happens, and they so they cut to it, and it's just like a title saying a VFX shot needs to be added or something. So it's like one of those kind of Yeah, movies. but you know what? Sometimes you're in the mood for so that. I know sometimes, and, and I can't hate on it because I, you know, I may, I am not totally leaning towards that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I know that really works for a lot of people yeah. too, so. I mean, people love yeah. the Sharknado films. Exactly. Not for me, it's, but. Exactly. If you like the Sharknado things, I think you'll mm-hmm. kick out of the loss of pastors. So that's pretty much everything being released this week. Mm-hmm. And um, as we go on with this podcast, we're trying to figure out like different bits that we can do. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to do is that we just, me and Mark, recommend a Blu-ray that like we really like that came out in the past. I mean, I can start, and I'm going to recommend Grindhouse Releasing's uh, The Tough Ones Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. Grindhouse Releasing is a company that's run by Bob Murawski, Academy Award winner um, editor. He did The Hurt Locker. He recently cut The Other Side of the Wind. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is a huge cult film fan. And he put out The Beyond on these amazing Blu-rays. Yeah. He put out uh, Gone with the Pope, the yeah, lost Duke that, Mitchell film. They're actually and, putting out a new Duke Mitchell yeah, box set. too, yeah. Um, and this company, they don't do it for money. They do it for the love of it. They spend years on Blu-ray yeah. releases. Like this one, the tough ones, they spent, like, it was announced a decade ago, I think. Oh, yeah. And they just wanted to get it perfect. And I'm going to be honest, I think the tough ones is just an okay kind of Italian cop movie. Yeah, it's not considered one of the greatest No, it's anything. not. Yeah. But the Blu-ray package oh, they put together beautiful. is insane. It's yeah. like three discs. Yeah. There's like a 90-minute interview with the director who recently passed away. Mm-hmm. There's like 30 to hour long interviews with everyone in the cast. And yep. it's just career retrospectives. Yep. It's not just that movie. Yep. There's like liner notes. There's the music CD. I believe you still have them too. The Blu-ray yep. releases come with a bullet pen oh, inside yeah, yeah. of it. So, it's great. They do a really, really nice job. So if you're even just curious about this kind of movie, like Italian cop films, which are one of my favorite genres, I would highly recommend picking up the tough ones. Don't sleep on it because oh, they may yeah. go out of print and just disappear. Exactly, right. Uh, do you got anything you'd like to recommend? Yeah, I mean, my recommendations may be a little less uh, exciting 
exciting than that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, the five folks at Sony decided to put out a Blu-ray of Pacific Heights, which is the uh, 1990 thriller with Michael Keaton. And I don't think I've ever heard of it. Have you never seen Pacific Heights? I've never seen Pacific Heights, no. Well, if you like domestic thrillers, it's like the best <laughs> domestic thriller. Really? Yeah, directed by John Schlesinger. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And um, it's with Michael Keaton as the crazy tenant who moves into Melanie Griffith and wow. I've never heard of this renovated movie. San Francisco home <laughs> and just refuses to leave or pays yeah. rent and he destroys the property and he's just like a complete psychopath and it's one of my favorite I'm a big domestic thriller fan uh-huh. and it's one of my favorite if not my favorite from that era what it's, did you think of the recent domestic thriller The Intruder starring really Dennis Quaid I really like The Intruder okay. I will say I think I mean it's it is what it is. It is what it is. But the fact that it exists. But the fact that it exists is great, Mm. and it's just so perfectly... It's like that perfect, cheesy... Lifetime movie, but uh-huh. with like a good budget yeah, and it, like a great performance from Dennis Quaid. I hear he gives a nutzoid performance. <laughs> he like he commits. So fucking good in it. <laughs> so. And um, we also on this podcast wanted to just highlight things that are only released on DVD. Now we mentioned some festival titles, mm-hmm. but there's also some weirder films. And you brought up a film that I had never heard about, which is called Robert. <laughs> also, also called also Robert, Robert the, Doll. the Doll. Yes. So this is a straight to DVD. Maybe it's on VOD somewhere yeah. I don't know where series of haunted doll movies clearly trying to capitalize off the Annabelle yeah. thing it actually came out in 2015 yeah and they have made five of these movies mm-hmm. in the last four years yeah four and, years um, the director has made like 20 films in exactly. that time and we're steadily bringing them in here so we've had the first two and they the keep selling one. out don't and they, they keep selling out so the first one's called just Robert the second yeah. one's called The Curse of Robert yes next coming in soon is Robert and the Toymaker where he journeys back to Nazi Germany somehow. <laughs> Why anyway, are all the dolls? Let's like it's apparently master. based on a real doll that is haunted that was the inspiration for Chucky in Child's Play, but I feel like that's a very vague, okay. vague inspiration. So like Robert in this movie, I just watched this picture. Uh, it is okay. not good. No, not at all. Robert looks so horrifying. <laughs> he is. The one great thing about it is the doll. I have yeah. to say, the doll is amazing. You would, like, you know when people would say like, why would you get like Chucky? Like yeah. he's creepy or Annabelle, yeah. she's creepy. Like no one would get Robert exactly, for their kid right? because like they're like he's like all like weird and puffy right? and like moldy. Yeah. It, it's so gross. Yeah. And the movie, I, I mean, they have to seem to be believed. They're oh like God, seem right. to be shot from like almost as if they're hidden, like yeah, watching exactly. it like a security cam. It's footage. so weird. And the performances have a very like all British that kind of sincere. It's British. That yeah. sincere earnestness that like honestly feels like the room to yeah. me or like a Neil Breen movie. Or yeah. Something. No one in this is like treating it as a joke. No, they're it's like, really serious in the way. <clears> They, especially the lead actress yes. freaks out. There's a scene where she freaks out to her husband <laughs> about the doll and about it being alive and he like doesn't believe her, but she goes so over the top with it. It's just, it's you gotta see it. And this is a film that like it's not like magic. Is it real? Is it not? It's real. It's, it's real. like moving within oh, yeah. the first like, few like, minutes. And it's running around. It, like, <laughs> yeah. it scurries around. Yeah. It's great. So that's our DVD pick of the yeah. week. Um, and well, thank you very much for listening. This was our first. So of course. Thanks for having me. We're gonna be trying to do this. This is yours. I'm not yeah. having you. Okay, we're in it well, together. And um, if people still don't know, uh, where's Bay Street Video located? We're on Bay Street just south of Bloor Mm -hmm. on the west side of the road. So we're like right across from the Manulife Center. So the big Indigo. I mean, there's construction going on crazy there. But the Indigo entrance, we're across the street from there. And you're open every day from 10 a.m. to midnight. Every day. Every day except for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> That's. I mean, I love to come from movies late at I night know. and just walk in and just see oh, one yeah. clerk behind. <laughs> yeah, and I can I just know. look at stuff. Get that late night crowd. Yep. Know? So until next week, my name is Dustin the Glue, and I'm Mark Hansen. Thanks for listening. These movies and many more are available at your local video store.